Welcome to the Faithful Flourishing Podcast, where we'll discuss growing in our walk with Jesus through everyday faithfulness. We believe that true flourishing is possible in all seasons because God himself is our source of life. As we enjoy him and follow him, we will reflect his light in a dark and desperate world. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six of the Faithful Flourishing Podcast. We are back after missing a week. (laughs) Our apologies. Yeah. Did we ever actually commit to like every week or did we commit to that to some people and then they expect it every week? Yeah. Honestly, moving forward, it's probably going to be every other week or, you know, as they come, as they come, because Life happens. We have two little boys and we are a ministry family and there's just a lot going on sometimes. So that was last week. We had multiple things last week, multiple nights, and it just wasn't going to happen. But here we are. Yep. Nevertheless, we are back. We are back. And we are going to be talking about stubborn flourishing. Yes, we are. Doesn't doesn't sound like those two words go together. Mm. Why don't you? I'm excited. Just briefly before we go into the icebreaker, give like a little snippet of what we mean by stubborn flourishing. Yeah, I would say um, really the core image is the house built on the rock in the Sermon on the Mount. Okay, okay. The the rain came, the storm mm. came through, but the house stood. It, uh, it was stubbornly flourishing <laughs> through the storm. So and, close your eyes and, and envision that. Mm-hmm. For That's a us. Anyway, we will jump into that. But first, we're going to start with our <clears throat> icebreaker questions, which I have two. Two of them. Okay. I'm going to do one that was like um, submitted in. Is that okay. the word I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. And then I thought of one and I was like, I'm just going to ask this one. Okay. Okay. First, I'm going to ask mine. Hit me. What is your cringiest moment? That's a good one, huh? I thought in of that. In my life? Oh, is that too broad? The cringiest moment that I've ever experienced. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. How about what's the <laughs> what's the your cringiest moment in the last seven years since we've been married? Oh my gosh. Is this like embarrassing for me? Oh, I should have totally prepped you for this because you just you're not good on well, the spot I th- with these. I thought of one. Oh. That's not from the past seven years. Oh, okay. Well, then just give us that one. This is an, this is like embarrassing. Is this the tripping over the log in front of the cheerleaders? Yeah. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. That really scarred you. It scarred me. I was young. I All think right. I was in middle school. Go ahead. Give us point. your cringiest moment. All right. So I'm playing Pop Warner football. We're practicing on the field. The cheerleaders also practiced at the same time. <laughs> this is already so funny. I'm, I'm jogging. It's water break time. So, <laughs> so I'm jogging off the field. To the to the bathrooms, uh-huh. you know, jogging over, cheerleaders are right there, like right. And there's this log that was kind of lining a dirt path. Mm-hmm. Remind us how old you are. I was middle school. So this is prime, like your awareness of the other gender is just like yeah, peak. trying to impress. 
So I'm jogging. I got my football pads on. I'm looking good. I'm feeling good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm jogging over to the bathroom and I go to like hop over this log and I completely tripped and just landed smack dab on my face. And I just had to get up and keep on jogging. So so when you think of that moment, (laughs) you still cringe? No, I laugh. But in the moment, it was, yeah. You know what's so funny? Maybe I shouldn't say this is kind of mean. But I've known you most of my life. And the funniest part about that is that you probably felt like so cool. Like I'm going to impress these cheerleaders. Oh, yeah. And I am picturing sixth grade Matthew, even seventh grade Matthew. A boy never feels more cool. Scrawny little, scrawny little runt you were. But a boy never feels more cool when they're in full foot, like football pad uniform. Yeah, okay. That's true. So yeah, I used to I was, go to your Pop Warner games. I was feeling myself for sure. Oh, I'm sorry. That's and it so all sad. ended. It all came crashing down. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's a pretty that's good my, one. What about you? Oh, easy. I've got this easy. It's when. Oh, I, I actually cringe hard at this. Oh, I just thought of another one. <laughs> Okay, go. Sorry, go ahead. Go, because I already have mine. Before, just go. This was so bad. Okay, I'm excited. Do I know this one? Yes. Oh. Were we married? Yes. Oh. First year of seminary. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. This one, this this one haunts both of us. But honestly, it's kind of on you. It is. It is. It is. Okay, I'll take, I'll take, yeah. It's 2017. Yeah. It's 2017. We just moved up to Wake Forest, North Carolina. We're in seminary housing. Okay. So everybody in this neighborhood goes to the seminary. Our neighbors invite us over for supper. Incredible neighbors. Don't, yeah. Don't say their names though. They're just, great. Okay. They invite us over. Kind, amazing couple. Super nice. We have a great time. We, By the way, any of our friends from Wake Forest that also lived the same life with us, it's not you, just so you know. <laughs> no, th- this couple moved like a year after we got there. Yeah, and they, were, they weren't part of exchange, so they didn't know like our circle yeah. of people. So we are leaving their house. They had two kids at the time. We had zero kids at this time. We are leaving their house, and there was a playground in between us. So we're walking. We're like kind of strolling <laughs> together across the playground back to our house and then finally we're like all right thank you guys so much saying our goodbyes i <laughs> grew up in a hugging family okay and we, i we hugged each other at least three times before we actually said goodbye it, it that's just how we were mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i'm like thank you guys so much that was a blast and i walk over and i hug the wife and I and I start fully expecting my wife <laughs> to be right behind me to hug her as well, but she was not. Alexa was not. So I hug the wife and then start walking back to our house. And then Alexa is just like staring at me and at because her. I'm not gonna just hug. Frozen. Yeah, because th- let me just okay. I'm not gonna say. I was about to say. I was about to interject and well, say. Let me say this first. I I hug her and then we all just walk away from each other. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. And then we walked in, we both walked in the house and you were like, 
<laughs> what the heck? Why didn't you hug her? And I'm like, because why would I hug her? I just met her. Well, it made me look like a complete it's weirdo. Base- yeah, you sure did. You kind of were. Why the heck did you hug her? We had literally just met them. Also, I noticed, I say literally, it's literally. Literally? And I know that it's literally. I just say literally. Anyway, that's. Chris Traeger, Parks and Rec. Anyway, it was, um, it, that one haunts us for sure. Yeah. Like it comes up at least once a year. That was bad. Yeah. All right, what's your Mine story? is for sure when I oh, try to do lip sense. <laughs> I forgot about that. Like I, I I can't even I can't even express the cringe. That one really scars you. Oh, for sure, because I had a whole Instagram account. So if anybody doesn't know what lip sense is, I got sucked in to if any if anyone trying, listening does lip sense, just keep doing your thing. Keep, keep doing your thing. It is not Alexa's thing. I do not have the uh, personality for this type of thing. But it was basically like this lipstick that just doesn't come off your lips type of situation. Um, and, and you had to like record yourself talking yeah, about Yeah, you it didn't have stuff. to. But it was like encouraged to like make videos and on it. Oh my gosh. Like if I could go back in time and erase anything, it's that. Anyway, that was really long-winded, so I'm not going to actually end up asking the other one. We'll save that for another another episode. Let's do it. So that means it's time for Stubborn Flourishing. Let's get it. All right. So when it comes to stubborn flourishing, what is it? What are we talking about? We already said the house on the rock. Mm. So when it comes to this category, these episodes are going to be about naming difficult seasons. Yeah. Meaning these categories, meaning like um, other podcast episodes that we're going to be recording under this. Under this category. Right. It's just acknowledging the fact that in this life, that we are currently living. Mm-hmm. There are seasons that are anything but flourishing, at least on paper. Yeah. Where we don't feel like we're flourishing. We don't look like we're flourishing. We don't look like we're flourishing. It where there's legitimate suffering, there's pain, there's hardship, there's there's so many different things we can go through that are painful mm-hmm. and just grueling. Like this life can just take it out of you. Mm-hmm. And so when on, when it comes to a podcast about flourishing. Yeah, I mean, flir- the word flourishing just doesn't even, it seems stupid in this episode. <laughs> like, well, it's like, what do we do? What do we do with those seasons? Mm-hmm. If we're talking about flourishing in God's kingdom. Yeah, when we say flourishing, <clears throat> we should like start a, a flourishing counter. For how many times how we many say times the word. How many times we say it. Yeah. Um, somebody do that for us. Just kidding. Don't do that actually. But if when we say flourishing, we don't mean like I'm not picturing like a really devastating, um, even traumatic season and you're just acting like everything's okay. And yeah, um, like the Bible is not afraid to just be realistic. The Bible 
shows believers, faithful followers of God, going through horrible things. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the first example that probably comes to mind is Job. Like, would you call that season of his life flourishing? No. No. And that's, I guess what we're trying to say is that's okay. As Christians, we don't have to walk around. And if somebody asks you how you're doing, you don't have to say, I'm just, I'm flourishing. And no matter what's going on in your life, you don't, we are not called to pretend that everything's okay all the time. Mm -hmm. So we are allowed to name those seasons when it's incredibly difficult. But then the question becomes, okay, what do we do in those seasons? Mm -hmm. And it's the word we keep coming back to is trust. It's trust. Yeah. I was going to say, I just, I really think that it, it's all in your response Mm. because you can, and and I just want to also preface like everybody's season of darkness, which is what we mean when we say stubborn flourishing is just a trying, challenging, hard, um, season and everyone's season of darkness is going to look different yeah i mean we know several people that are going through really painful things right now like unspeakably painful unspeakably painful that we've never experienced before um and if you're in a in a different season and, and and it feels really hard and it's really challenging but you look at somebody else's and you say yeah but it's not that it, it, that's not to say that yours isn't, mm. you know, but in, in any case, no matter what your circumstances are, it is about your, res- your response. Like God is not asking you to be okay and to walk around with a smile on your face all the time and to act like your life is all put together when really you're crumbling inside he asks you to respond in faith and in trust yeah what god wants i'm thinking about prayer right now like what god wants in prayer is honesty mm-hmm. you just read the book of psalms they're not pretending to have it all together at all like mm-hmm. they're just and praise god we need that example yeah you know what i'm saying Hmm. so it's trusting in god it's trusting him and that's connected to hoping in the future. Mm-hmm. It is putting your faith in God to restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Mm-hmm. I think there's a verse about that. Um, just, yeah, it's almost, honestly, let me read Matthew 7, 24 and 25, what I mentioned earlier. This is the conclusion of Jesus' sermon on the Mount. He says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Mm. So Jesus is talking to his own disciples here and he is not saying, hey, if you follow me, life is going to be so easy. I'm going to give you anything and everything I'm going to make your life comfortable, safe, easy, secure. No. Instead, it's not prosperity gospel. Yeah, definitely not. Instead, Jesus says, hey, when the storm comes, he's not saying if it comes. He says, when the storm comes, the floods come, the wind is beating on that house, that house will stand. 
that's where the words we get the word stubborn. It's like nothing, nothing you throw at that house is going to knock it down. Mm-hmm. Is it because the house is so strong? No, because Jesus goes on to talk about that same house, but it's built on the sand. It's all about what it's built on. Yeah, that rock is not not going to let the house fall. So in the same way, for us as believers, it's less of us just white knuckling our way through. It's less. It's not about us just, man, gritting our teeth and pushing. It's being held by God. This is where it's all about God's faithfulness for our flourishing. He's the one holding us up. He is the rock that we are built on. Mm -hmm. So when those seasons come, however persistent and painful that storm is, the the house is not going to fall over. Because it's built on the rock. That is stubborn flourishing. Yeah. And here's the craziest part. You ready for this? I'm ready. Even though we just said it is okay to acknowledge when we are not flourishing, what Jesus does at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, he says, even in those seasons where the storm is beating on that house, he says, you are flourishing like present tense. Blessed are those who mourn. Mm -hmm. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Blessed are those who are persecuted. And that word blessed, I mean, it means flourishing. So Jesus, it's pretty scandalous what he says to look at somebody who is in such pain, who is mourning, poor in spirit, they're persecuted. Jesus looks at them and he says, you are flourishing. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I mean, that doesn't make sense to a lot of people. And here's why. He, then he says, you are flourishing right now, not because of the here and now. You're flourishing right now in spite of the here and now. Mm-hmm. But you're thriving right now because of your future. And he points them, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Mm-hmm. And he lifts their eyes. He keeps pointing them to the future. So when we are in those seasons of absolute suffering, we are not flourishing because of the here and now. We look forward to that day where there will be full restoration, where we will be flourishing in every sense of the word. All that pain will be taken away. The tears will be wiped from our eyes. And that future serves as the fuel to get us through the present. That's good. Flourishing is not a feeling. Mm. Mm. Breach. <laughs> I remember um, I when I was 18, I guess we'll just have a little testimonial time. Bring it on. But I went through a pretty very dark depression. And it was the first time I had ever experienced depression. And it and it hit me pretty much out of nowhere. Um and it was actually I would say to this day, it was it was probably the darkest season of of my life. I, I was, I was not okay. Um, and I remember my mom had said to me, faith is not a feeling. Mm. And she would say that a lot. She's probably going to listen to this and be like, I don't even remember saying that. (laughs) Um, 
but it's the truth. Faith is faith is a command, actually. Mm. It's not it's not a feeling. We walk by faith and not by sight. Um and the same goes for and the same goes for flourishing. Flourishing is also not a feeling. So Yeah, flourishing it's a reality that God speaks over us. Yeah, I mean, it, this is not a self this is not self work. When we like that's the thing too is flourishing. Like you said like we are flourishing because of Jesus, because of our future hope that we have to look for in eternity because of who he says that we are right now in him because of our security in him right now. Like it is because of Jesus and his finished work on the cross that we are flourishing. It's not a I'm flourishing like like this like, is Oh, look at me. I have all my life together. Right, 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 right. That's what we mean when we're tying in the word flourishing with stubborn. Yeah. And being in seasons of just utter darkness, but but you're still able to flourish. But it's not so it's not a feeling. So when I was in that really deep depression and I've actually gone through a couple of other seasons of depression, actually with both of my boys, I had pretty severe postpartum depression and it did not feel like flourishing. It was yeah. survival. I was surviving. Right. Um, but Jesus hold, holds us up. God held yeah. me up. And so I... In, in all three of those seasons that I'm thinking of very specific seasons, I felt like I was literally hanging on by a thread and that somebody was going to cut that thread at like any second and then I was going to fall. But the thread, even though it felt like I was barely hanging on to it and it wasn't very strong because that's just how I felt. I felt yeah. like I was crumbling. I felt like I was in a black, completely black pit and I was screaming for help and nobody could hear me. So these are things that I'm feeling, but are those true? Is that true of my situation? No, mm. that's not the truth. Mm. And that that is why you were, quote unquote, flourishing. As Jesus, he would say, blessed are you. Because, man, yeah, even though you were feeling anything but thriving or blessedness, mm. Jesus says you are flourishing because he was with you. Mm -hmm. Like we can be flourishing right now. Because he was the thread that was holding me the entire time. There was not a single moment that he let go of the thread. Mm. And he never will. No. So even in our worst. Come on, I'm getting pumped here. Even in our worst, darkest, most horrible seasons, the reason we are flourishing is because God is with us right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. So you can speak that, like let, or really let God speak that over you. Mm -hmm. As you are in that dark pit screaming and you think nobody hears you, mm -hmm. God is saying, I am here. You are blessed because you're mine and I'm not going anywhere and neither are you. Mm -hmm. Man, God is so good. This is it's it's all of our stories, whatever the circumstances are. It's a story about God. It's not it's not a story about us. Mm. He uses our stories to point back to Himself, to bring Himself glory. Actually, Psalm fifty fifteen. I have to look it up actually because it's on my phone. 
Psalm 50:15 says, and call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. Mm. It's about his glory too. Like mm-hmm. um, we actually, we, I think we mentioned this, the mending by John Leventhal. Yeah, oh, Joshua. John, Joshua. Joshua <laughs> John. Sorry. That song is so good. He says, you are weaving it all together for your glory and my good. Um, what is the line? You hover know? over chaos. I was going to sing deep. it, but I don't, Yeah. You bring light into the darkness. You're reviving everything. Mm-hmm. Our hope is in hands once pierced in suffering. Man, I want to sing it so bad. Sing Actually, it. I was just thinking about Israel today, and we have some very dear friends that are actually in Israel right now. And so it's just been extra heavy on me today. But um, I listened to that song like literally seven times in a row. Mm. So that was off topic, but that's a really good song. But anyway, I mean, it just ties into this Psalm too, because, you know, he says, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me for it. Yeah. All points back to him. Mm. And what Paul says in Philippians He's talking about this very thing. I mean, it's he doesn't use the word flourishing at all, but he's talking about, hey, I can be in a comfortable, great, awesome season of life, and I can go through the worst suffering imaginable because I have Jesus with me. Mm-hmm. I have Jesus in me. So everybody knows the verse, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And no offense to Tim Tebow, but it's not really about being able to score a touchdown (laughs) on a football field. I mean, if he wants to use it for that, great. But really, I'll read the couple verses before it. He says, I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. If God is with you, you're flourishing mm-hmm. because he's never going to not be with you. Yeah. And he promises to always be with you. Mm. So it just made me think of two Jeremiah. I think it's Jeremiah 33. Sorry. No, I'm going to look it up again. Keep, you can talk. I was just going to bring up. I can't remember if I talked about this in our first episode or not. I'll say it again. Forgive me if you've already heard this. When I, when it comes to stubborn flourishing, it makes me think of like this spectrum of where Christians can be. Uh, some Christians are on this far end of the spectrum that is like prosperity gospel. And I honestly, people who are all the way on that end of the spectrum, I'm, I don't really think they're Christians at all. But some Christians are like, it's all about the here and now. You name it, claim it. God wants you to be rich and successful and comfortable, all the things which obviously we disagree with that approach with with those beliefs. But then I think there's another end of the spectrum where it's like everything here is just horrible and miserable and let's just hunker down and count down the days until we can be off of this earth. Mm -hmm. And I, I also think that's not healthy. Because it's it almost forgets the fact that we get to enjoy Jesus right here, right now. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's not a feeling. It's not God's going to give you a new Mercedes. <laughs> but there, there is something to be rejoiced in. Mm-hmm. Like we get to have joy. We don't have to 
despise life on this earth right now. We get to enjoy it because God is with us and he has promised us a fully renewed and restored version of it mm-hmm. where it's completely all totally about him and his glory. Ugh, I have so many like random things that keep popping into my head, but there's a quote by Jonathan Edwards and he says, stamp eternity on my eyeballs. Have you seen that? Ooh, that's yeah. good. Or well, yeah, he's asking God like stamp eternity on my eye. I don't know if it's eyes or eyeballs. <laughs> Same thing, but stamp it on there. Um, and I and I think that ties in though because we also have to have everything. Would you say with with an eternal perspective? Oh yeah, definitely. Because having stamping eternity on our eyeballs. <laughs> Well, if you forget eternity. Eyeballs is a funny word. Do you ever just say a word over and over and then you realize like how ridiculous or funny it sounds? What does Y-E-S spell? Eyes. Oh, wait. (laughs) Babe. No, it's E-Y-E-S. I've seen it. I'm not stupid. I'm probably the one that should. Well, I am stupid because I just said eyes. You said eyes. Oh, man. I'm not actually stupid. It's because you're supposed to say, what does Y-E-S spell? And then the person says, yeah. yes. And then you say, what does E-Y-E-S? And there's so it's many like, videos. E-S. E-S. <laughs> okay. I'm, Just look look it up on YouTube or something. Funny. If you're completely lost right now. It's <laughs> Which video. they probably are because we just shifted gears so, so quickly. <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying. What was I saying? Stamping eternity on your eyeballs. Oh, yeah. I got it distracted because it's a funny word when you actually like really think about it but anyway well if you forget about eternity what jesus tells us in the sermon on the mount makes no sense he's saying you are flourishing because of your future because of what i'm gonna bring he's like i'm bringing god's kingdom and you are a part of it Mm -hmm. that's why you're blessed Mm -hmm. so you you have to have that future orientation yeah So we want to, when it comes to faithful flourishing, um, we want to respond well to seasons of the storm, mm-hmm. whatever that takes on, whether whether it's loss and grief, whether it's anxiety and depression, whether it's stress at work, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. We are called to respond well to that and it's all about trusting God. Well, yeah, I mean, we're called to respond in obedience. And responding in obedience is is trusting him. It's and trusting that nothing is wasted with God. Hmm. None of it will be wasted. It's all producing some sort of glory. It is it is producing a special as John Piper would say, it is producing a peculiar glory that we will get to experience and see in God. Mm-hmm. because of what we've been through yeah i can i talk can i touch just for a second on feelings again yes i just think it's important um i just think it's important to note that uh as far as feelings go like you you can feel like you're praying and no one's listening 
you can feel like you're reading God's word and it's just, you're like staring at a, at a blank wall. Like it's just not making any sense to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you can even feel like God is not there or that he's not near to you. Like these, these are human. I mean, we we're human beings and we live in a broken world, right? We're not fully redeemed. And so yeah. Satan, I haven't talked about him. Um, he, enemy. <laughs> As our son would say, God's gonna, I shouldn't say that. God's gonna kick Satan's butt. No, he says God's yeah, okay, we'll say that. <laughs> we won't say what he really says. Mm. Sorry, mid sip. Um no, I just think it's important to note that like you are not any less of a Christian for feeling those things. Um, because I had been told that I needed to pray more or I needed to read my Bible more or um, it was my fault that I was depressed because I must have been in some kind of sin. Uh, that's another episode for another time. Yeah. Um, you know, X, Y, Z. And I think that there are so many people that maybe, maybe you're in a really hard, difficult trying season and there's not actually anything specific. Does that make sense? Yeah. Maybe it wasn't a death. Maybe it wasn't divorce. Maybe it wasn't infertility. Maybe it wasn't financially you you know like naming a specific thing maybe you're just really struggling in a season of life right now and you feel um i feel like actually i feel like i'm stopping in my tracks now because i'm getting on to like a whole different topic what i'm trying to say is you are not any less loved and you are not any less of a christian god God still sees you as son or God still sees you as daughter. If you are in Christ Mm. for, for feeling like you are really struggling through the season, because again, it, it is about our response. And so you can, you can still respond in obedience and still feel utterly broken. And like you are barely hanging on by a thread is did any of that make sense? Cause I feel like I just word vomited and, it makes sense. Okay. Because flourishing Why don't you flourishing is not me. a feeling. And let's close out this episode with a couple of quotes from a book called The Sermon on the Mount in Human Flourishing. Oh, looky I've, there. I may have already mentioned this book, I don't know. If I haven't, it is so good. It's by Jonathan Pennington. He has every page Underlined, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it, I mean, go buy it. Just go buy it and read it. It's amazing. That's, that's going to be... It's honestly where this whole podcast started. Really? Was from... Well, it this really started from me? the Sermon on the Mount. I, I got really nerdy about the Sermon yeah, on the yeah, Mount yeah. for some reason. And, it, and then I bought this book to help me study it. And anyways, he has two quotes that I'm going to read. He says, The mistaken idea is that true happiness is about our present emotional state. That is a lie that our culture tells mm-hmm, us right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's where not, that is not where true happiness lies because our present emotional state no, I mean, there's is like, all over the place. You've seen the quote all the time, like joy is not based off of our circumstances mm-hmm. or true joy or whatever that, whatever it is. But that's so true. Like, yeah. Okay, keep going. Final quote. We're going to close it out with this. Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount is redefining flourishing. What is he redefining it as, Jonathan Pennington? He's redefining flourishing as suffering while awaiting the eschaton. 
and the eschaton just means when God makes all things new. When mm-hmm. Jesus comes back and restores this planet and the entire universe, true flourishing as Jesus defines it is suffering as we wait for that. And that is stubborn flourishing. Mm-hmm. That's what we believe stubborn flourishing is. So babe, do you have a random resource to share with the people? Actually, I didn't think at all of a random resource. Like I didn't, I didn't put not a single thought into it. So, so how what, about what uh, the, the Sermon on the Mount and Human Flourishing by <laughs> Jonathan T. Pennington? Perfect. Well, that can be one. I don't know. I'd have to think for a second. Okay, I have one. What you got? It's also a book. It's called Breath is Prayer. Breath is Prayer. Breath is Prayer or Breath as prayer i think breath is actually prayer. should i go get it it's breath is prayer okay actually i'm just gonna look it up on my phone right now because my okay I'm that's correct. not okay i believe you but i want to <laughs> know like the author's name and stuff anyway um this in my personal opinion is an incredible resource uh, especially if you are somebody that battles anxiety um i'm gonna laugh so hard if i'm actually wrong breath is no, it's breath as prayer, Matthew. <laughs> I was so confident. Yeah, you were. It's Didn't breath it? as prayer. It's breath as prayer. That's what I thought. Oh. It's breath as prayer by Jennifer Tucker. Calm your anxiety, focus your mind, and renew your soul. Now, hear me out for a second. Um, my mom gave this book to me and my sister, and I have actually shared it with other friends who have shared it with other friends and it has blessed a lot of people. This is in my opinion, an incredible resource. It is not some mystical crystals, rub your crystals type of thing. Okay. It's not, I just feel like there's going to be some judgment thrown. This That's goes back, fine. This Throw goes your back, shade. This goes back to one of our core principles and ideas. What? We are embodied creatures. Breath is important because guess what? We have to breathe to live. No, I just, yeah, that's correct. But Breath in prayer can go together. It's all a mixed bowl of spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. So really what it is is taking a scripture and it teaches you to basically breathe through the scripture. Um, so I'm not going to do it because I'd be a little bit weird on here. But basically, you, I'm going to zoom up on this one. I wish I just had my book if I would have thought this through. You would inhale and say, Lord, I know that you are God. And then you would exhale and say, you made me and I am yours. That would come from Psalm 103. Matthew and I, this is so random, but I'm going to say it. Just re- realized that like for the last two years, I've been wearing the wrong prescription in my eyes. <laughs> the reason I just said that, it's so random, but I'm trying well, we, to like. We mentioned on the podcast that we have the same yes, prescription. And then we, I went to go order contacts and I had to have my my prescription available and it said that I was negative seven and I've been wearing negative 6.5 for the last two years. And I've actually like, we forgot, we literally forgot that your vision got worse. Yes. Because we lit, we had gone, we just did like a huge eye. We both have horrible vision. So right before we moved back to Florida, we both had eye exams, got new glasses and new contacts. And then we moved to Florida and we both were like, had contacts for a long time so i just it wasn't on my mind because we had the same prescription for our whole marriage up until then no we didn't no no i don't think so so i think the last two years we started thinking that yeah you have really bad eyesight which means i have really really bad bad eyesight okay anyway that was so random but 
I was trying to zoom up on what it was from. Psalm 103. So inhale, say, you know, the first part of the scripture, exhale, say the second part of the scripture. And then you do that several times. And the book actually goes into like in the beginning of the book, she goes into all the science behind the breathing aspect of it. And then, you know, accompanying that with with God's word, the truth of God's word. And it's honestly such a great book. So love it. Yeah, that's my resource. And I guess you have your resource too. got snuck in here, but it ties in really well. Apparently, that's what our whole podcast is inspired by. I didn't know that. Pretty much. I thought our whole podcast was inspired by our conversations on our couch at night. (laughs) This just gave structure to it. All right, let's sign off. Well, that is actually all of the intros for each category Yep. that we have. So those are our six categories. And that was just five categories. Five categories. I thought this was episode six. Well, our first episode introduced the five categories. Are you serious? Yes. We did that? (laughs) Yes. And then we're introducing each category? Yes. And now, after this episode, each one is going to be more detailed, more focused in. Mm -hmm. And it's going to fall under one of the five categories. Yeah. And we're excited because we want to also, we have some friends, some people in mind that we want to talk with and chat with as well on here. So. We're excited, but that's that's it for the intros to, to all of these. So then we're gonna start getting into the nitty gritty of all the different topics, which will be a, which will be a lot of fun. It's gonna be great. All right, thanks for sticking around. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Peace. Peace.